So welcome to the Expert Edge podcast. Today we have a super cool interview with a, one of my best friends. His name's John Akamporo. He runs a highly profitable, highly successful expert business. And the main conversation we're going to have today is really about email marketing and the future of email marketing. This guy, John, which you're going to learn, uh, we're going to talk about how he gets above 50% open rates, how he can literally send one to two emails and get thousands and thousands of webinar subscribers. And his philosophy on where he believes the future of email marketing and how you get your emails to be opened, how that's going to look moving forward. Let's get into it. You are listening to the Expert Edge podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. All right, welcome to the Expert Edge podcast. I'm here with the incredible John Akampora. Let's give him a bit of love. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so good to have you, brother. Uh, so we are live in the studio right now, and we're going to have a really good conversation today, I know, about uh, uh, email marketing, what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about webinars, uh, because the man across from me right now, I'm not going to lie, I think there are a few types of people in this industry. There are people who make a big name of themselves, and you know they probably should. There's some people who don't talk big of themselves, and they actually should. And there's some people who who do talk big of themselves and they shouldn't, right? <laughs> and John fits right in the middle here. He's, he's the kind of guy who he's not going to pump himself up. But I tell you what, once we dig into his, his actual results and what he sees in his business, you guys are going to be blown away. And, and I hope, I know you're going to be thanking me for me bringing him to you uh, and, and me kind of picking his brain in terms of his business model. So I'm excited to have this conversation, mate. Thank you so much, Colin. That means a lot. I really appreciate it. I'd like to start out about talking about three things that make me awesome and amazing, if you don't mind. So he's definitely not following my advice here. <laughs> I'm kidding. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. So John, let me just give me some context. John runs a company called Excel Campus. Yes. Excel Campus. Excel Campus. And essentially, he teaches people how to be a ninja on Excel, right? So he's classic. Who's your target market? Um, my target market would be anyone using Excel all day, every day at their job. Yeah. So, so that corporate is like, professionals. It's like 90% of the workforce. Yes, basically. it is. I used to say accountants and finance people, but it's way more than that. So yeah, yeah. totally. Now, if, if you are not an Excel person, I'm going to put both hands up in the air. <laughs> I, I really want you to listen in hard here because the conversation we're going to have is not about Excel. It's about this guy's genius mind of how he creates above 50% open rates in his emails, um, how he can send. Just the other day, he texted me and he's like, Colin, I just got off my webinar, went really well. He said we had like a, a 1,400 people yeah. live on the webinar and he goes, it wasn't bad because I, I only sent one and a half emails to get <laughs> 1,400 people live. So that means you had over 3,000 people sign up, right? Re yeah, about 3,800 registered. <laughs> 3,800 yeah. register. Yeah. 1,400 show up. So if, if you run webinars and you would like above 1,000 people, I mean, guys, 
that is that's an auditorium like a thousand think about this imagine speaking in front of a thousand people that's what this guy does in his office talking about excel spreadsheets now what's cool is that uh some of the ninja strategies i'm going to get him to share today are just insane and i and i feel like he's on the cutting edge of email marketing today and i remember you uh, share with me a story of the with the platform that you use. A guy reached out to you. Do you want to share that story? Yeah, sure. Uh, it was uh, I use Active Campaign. If if that's cool, if I share that. 100%. Yeah, yeah, and not that you need to be using that platform either. Uh, the stuff I'm happy to share, and I'm happy to share everything. Doesn't matter what platform you're on. Uh, but about six months ago or so, my rep from Active Campaign just reached out and was impressed with our open rates. Our open rates, on average, are well above. 30%, like 37%. And like you said, for certain segments, it's over 50%. And our click rates about 5%, which he just reached That's out and said, solid. yeah, he said it's it's stuff they rarely see even mm-hmm. at active campaign. And um, we're just wondering how they could help out, help me out in any way, which was cool yeah. of them to do. So, Love that. So yeah. imagine you're I mean, how many, I don't know about you, but I don't know many people who've had their, their email provider reach out to them personally and go, what on earth are you doing? Because we, we need to we need to find that out so that we can help other people, right? So this is the guy who is sitting opposite me here, uh, and that's the conversation I want to have today. But before we get into there, uh, you know, I want to acknowledge John because he's firstly like a wizard smart, and he won't tell you unless he does right at the start, which he did. Um, <laughs> But he's just a really good dude. And what I'm, I'm so big about in especially this podcast and just creating in my life is bringing on and showcasing people who live with absolute integrity in their business and really deliver results for people. And so uh, that's why I'm so excited to have you, on, have, have you on here as well, mate, because you're the real deal, you know, and I think people need to see this. And I, and I love how you've be, built a very profitable expert business uh, in fairly short time, I would say. And, uh, you know, you, you are living essentially the dream of what a lot of people want to do. And so take us back to when you decided that you wanted to go all in on your expert business and what that looked like for you. Yeah, sure. First of all, thank you. That was very nice of you to say. And I appreciate that. And I, I also like to surround myself with people like yourself as well. So, uh, I really appreciate that. Yeah, and in my background, I was in a finance professional, financial analyst doing corporate finance. So I was doing the corporate grind for sure. And uh, and it took me a long time to take this business online. So I'm not like an overnight success. However, I don't believe anyone in this industry <laughs> really is truly. Uh, but I just started out with kind of blogging being more of a passion and selling some apps that I developed uh, for Excel, specifically for Excel, and eventually l- launched my first online course. I think that was in 2015, launched my first online course. Yeah. And uh, it took off. And, and at that time, my email list was probably like 5,000 or 6,000 people. So it wasn't huge. Um, but it, the course just, it took off. And I think- And how did you sell that first one? Was it on a uh, webinar or- It was a launch. It was a, th- a, launch. a three-part like a video three-part series. a three-part PLF, right? Yeah, yep. yeah. Sorry, keep going, yeah. Yeah, so uh, did that the first time, launched it to my own list, then had a few affiliates launch it or launched with them. And uh, it took off. We did, you know, six figures, I think the first three or four months. And- uh, Dude, at, that's, that's amazing. Oh, it was life-changing. Because at the time, I, you know, I was- 
probably making six figures at my job, yeah. but just right there. So um, it was life changing for sure. <laughs> and it's it was a dream of mine always to have my own business, but also have a lifestyle where I could work from anywhere, set my own hours. Uh, I didn't necessarily want to have my own business that was, you know, a 12 hour a day commitment that was seven days a week kind of thing. Cause I'd seen that too. Yeah. Um, so this was like the perfect blend for me of having that freedom and also getting to do what I love, which is oddly enough, Excel. <laughs> that is definitely weird, bro. It's I'm weird. not going to lie. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, you're one of my dearest friends, but I'm not going to lie. The fact that you love Excel is a little bit weird, but it's, but I love that. It's <laughs> <you>. really strange. <laughs> it's but so yeah. And honestly, like if you don't relate to Excel, that's fine. Um, I think one area where you might be able to relate to what I do is I do a lot of creativity with this tool. I'm really more of a developer, love kind that. of an engineer. And so I see it as a tool maybe where some people see Photoshop like a tool with infinite possibility. I kind of see it like that, where I can be creative. And I think as experts, we all have something, a passion like that, where we can just have this creative outlet mm. and getting paid to do that is like icing on the cake, right? Yeah, I love that. I love, yeah. that, I love that there's like, cause I know even with my topic, uh, speaking on stage, like there's just such a deep rabbit hole that you can go into. And I can see that you found that in Excel. Like there's just amazing possibilities, which is cool. Yeah. Now, what I want to reflect on is your first couple of months of launching your product, you did, you know, over six figures in your first couple of months, which is phenomenal. But even though it sounds like you exploded out of nowhere, you actually laid an incredible foundation. And yeah. so what were, if you reflect on it now, what were some of the foundations that you had laid that enabled you to have that kind of, you know, Phoenix experience? Yeah, it's a good question. Because I did, I did say that, you know, it wasn't an overnight success. And then I was like, well, in three months, I made, <laughs> I made three months. Six, figures. <laughs> six figures. Yeah, no big deal. Uh, yeah, so I think a few things. Uh, obviously, the email list and growing the email list was extremely important and something I wish I'd done sooner. Because I started the blog in like 2010. Like I said, it was really a hobby. Um, but the blog as well was also another vital piece because it allowed me to create evergreen content. When I say evergreen content, I just mean searchable content that people are finding every single day through Google search. Mm. So they're showing up to our blog right now every single day uh, without us having to necessarily post new content every single day or even every week. Uh, so that evergreen content really feeds the funnel. Uh, yeah. We have content now or pages now that are still bringing leads in that I've posted five, six years ago. Mm. And I, one thing I want to share about John that he shared when he spoke at our, our Experts in a Circle event, he, he showed a picture of the L, the, Los Angeles, the LA Dodgers Stadium. Uh, how many people does that hold? Like uh, 50,000. 50, yeah, I think right, right under 50,000. 50,000. And he's like, there. this is how many people visit my website or traffic that he gets people viewing his content every day unpaid. So yeah. we're talking like organic, <clears throat> unpaid content. Imagine you had literally 50,000 people's eyes on your content every day. 
And that's what I just love about what John's created. Now, you mentioned that you didn't start building your email list until a bit later on and you wish you'd started earlier and, you know, so do, so do we all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, in fact, actually, it was fascinating because I, I was listening to Russell Brunson the other day and he was talking about this idea of, he was like, what's the most valuable activity that he can do? Like if he reflects on when he's building his, his list and stuff, he's like, what's the most valuable activity? And he was like, is writing, writing an email to them almost every day for him. Mm. And he was like, when I think about it, I get distracted by so many other things. But in terms of building his funnels, he's like writing an email to them every day is actually like really valuable. And I think yeah. so many of us overlook the value of that. Um, and I know for me, when I first started, even when I was a professional speaker, corporate trainer, I always made an intention of gathering everyone's email addresses. And it was funny, I remember going into clients' offices and seeing my newsletters all pinned up around the offices. Hmm. And I'd literally never visited them before. And I go in live and there's all my newsletters up on the wall. That's so cool. And it was like, I remember, and I didn't even, I personally didn't know what I was actually doing back then, but I was putting so much effort into the content that I was creating that people were literally printing it out wow. and putting it on their on their walls. And so for me, like, uh, I think, yeah, I, I learned it from a few mentors of mine when I first started. And so for you, when you started blogging, I'm curious, like what got you started with blogging and then transitioning into, Hey, I need to build an email list. Like, was there some guidance with that? Some mentors that you looked up to? Up to? That's a good question. I definitely read a few books back in the day. I mean, this was still 2010 seems like, well, it's a decade ago, but in terms of internet years, it seems like <laughs> it is ages, a long time. <laughs> like centuries. Uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely some books. And then I really, yeah, I had mentor m mentors and people I looked to up to in my own niche, I would say, especially because I really gained all my knowledge about Excel through Google search and just learning from others that way. Mm. So so modeling people who are doing it well in your industry, yeah. industry leaders, and you're like, well, if, if they're doing it, then I should do it. Absolutely. And also seeing a lot of gaps there. Uh, now, you know, now it's very popular to have an Excel blog, but back then it wasn't. And there was a lot of gaps yeah. in training, especially. Right. I mean, there's a lot of blogs, but people weren't necessarily selling courses mm. or anything to, to help beyond just, posting what they know about Excel or like how-to content, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Love yeah. that. So let's talk about email engagement because, uh, you know, that stat of what I just shared where, and he says to me, <laughs> you might have been thinking, what do you mean 1.5 emails? Because I said back to him, I was like, firstly, I said, what do you mean 1.5 emails? So explain what that means. <laughs> no, okay. So I sent like our weekly newsletter, which we send every week that has a how-to article or something on Excel. And I put a, half of it was just a mention of the webinar for it to register for the like webinar. Like a PS kind of thing. Yeah. Or a section in the newsletter yeah. of- And of, I do put it at the webinar. top. So, oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So that's yeah. the half. Yeah, and then that was you the had half. A, and then I had one dedicated email yeah. uh, to register. Yeah. So firstly, I said to him, I'm like, holy moly, like how can you send basically two emails and have <laughs> almost 4,000 people sign up? And then I'm like- Dude, you're an idiot. How come you didn't? <laughs> how come you didn't send more emails? Right. But, but anyway, this is—he's a legend. He just—he just does whatever he wants. So, well, and part of that, the just for context, <laughs> you're not an idiot, by the no, way. It's fine. You're a genius. You said enough nice things that you can you can knock a few off now. I won't I won't be hurt. But 
Um, one of the reasons is that this was a new offer. This webinar was a completely new offer, new webinar as well. And it, to be honest, I had a little hesitation, mm. maybe a little fear going into that. Mm. Uh, stepping into that. So that's fascinating. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I didn't promote it as heavily kind of just okay. so I could test the waters with this thing. Yeah. Um, fortunately, it's going great. And I appreciate you. You helped me out too with the, <laughs> the webinar slides and through your program and the feedback's been amazing. So yeah, we can good. talk about that too. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so let's start with email engagement. So talk to, talk to us about what is the landscape of of email engagement and I love your like philosophy on that social aspect of it like can mm. you talk to that so that people can understand it yeah so I think with email engagement and email deliverability first of all those are like the most important things to me in terms of an email list so what you, does that mean email engagement email deliverability? yeah it means that people are opening your emails so your emails are getting delivered into the inbox and people are as opposed to promotional areas yeah or just you're talking about deliverability is into the inbox itself right and then and then they're opening it and then they're opening it so yeah. there's some criteria there because most people are using gmail and when an email comes into a Gmail inbox, Gmail has options of where that's gonna be placed. So it can be placed in the primary tab or the promotions tab or spam, or there's a few other tabs it can go into, the updates tab, there's a few other places. But ultimately Gmail decides where your email goes. Uh, so it's obviously important to be in that primary tab uh, or the updates tab, it's kind of what I look at as second place. Mm there because that's where most people are looking mm. so i love this let me just reflect so he's yeah. like the main inbox is that's first place yeah and then updates is second place and then promotions would be third place third yeah yeah i think so i don't know that for sure i don't know if gmail actually gives out that information right. but for yeah. me personally yeah for you i'm just asking for your yeah. philosophy yeah 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 and and talk about that social aspect of it how you like send an email and how one thing affects another thing that whole like network talk about that because i think it's brilliant yeah sure so i think that the open rate itself really impacts where your email will land so if you want it to land in the primary tab it's best to have a really high open rate because as that email comes in, Gmail's looking at the popularity of it. It's really a popularity contest with the inbox. And the thing that Gmail does so well is filter out spam and junk mail. Mm. That's why everyone uses it, right? Mm. That's, that's, of course, Gmail's- Which, Can I just say on that note, I loved when you talked about, because John's audience is corporate. Yeah. And so you would expect people to have like Outlook, right? As their yeah. main email provider. But you discovered that majority is still gmail yeah so if you think about everything you're you're building in your emails should be gmail focused yes. is what i'm hearing is that right absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. even for my audience i think we well over 60 percent of my audience who all have outlook installed mm. on their computer are opening their emails with gmail and i believe the major reason there is because gmail is good at filtering out spam and stuff and and just showing you what you yeah. want to see. And I mean, even G Suite, because I mean, we'd use G Suite, yeah. um, even though it's colinboy.co, it's G Suite um, yeah. is the the platform. So, you know, you might be seeing all different email addresses, but they're actually G, they're actually Gmail. That's um, right, yeah. Yeah, so, so what you're saying is that basically when you send an email, um, how, how one person interacts with that email affects how it lands in the inbox of another person. Yeah. It, well, yeah, how the, the group 
in, it reacts. So if we're sending emails out to 50,000 people or 1,000 people, it doesn't have to be 50,000 people. Let's say we're sending out emails to 1,000 people. If half of those people are opening the email, that tells Gmail that this is something that people want to see. And therefore, they're more likely to put it in the primary tab. And they have an algorithm that that figures this out, right? Oh, so, the algorithm. Yeah. Right? Which <laughs> the is, Facebook algorithm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which Sorry, is, keep going. No, it's fine. It, it, it is. And it's kind of a secret thing. They don't really talk about exactly how it works, right? Because that's their secret sauce. But from what I found is that the open rate and it's what drives what tab that email is going to land in. So it does matter. So if, if we're sending out an uh, email to a thousand people, it matters how you would open it or react to that email. If you open it and click it. And probably how quickly I open it, exactly. how I interact with it, whether I click on the links, all that sort of stuff, whether, whether I label it as spam. Yeah. I wonder, I'm sure that that would oh, affect yeah. it. I mean, Big if time. that's in their system, that would be huge. Yeah. Or even if you're moving it to the promotions tab or something, yeah. all those yeah things will impact it. So if you can get your, another little tip there is if you can get your audience to move it to the primary tab or star it or something mm -hmm. like that, then uh, star it as being important. Yes. Those, those factors will absolutely help you. Yeah. So this yeah. is just fascinating, right? Is that, you know, as technology is evolving, uh, a lot of the time, you know, I, before John kind of shared this idea with me, uh, I always just thought as everyone's inbox is everyone's inbox and you just interact with it as one thing. But it makes total sense when you think about it that uh, that the technology is at a level now where it's, it is, it's one system. It's one interactive, instantaneous system that's a network. It's a feedback system essentially. Yeah. And so what does that mean for us as running our expert business knowing that email is such a crucial part and there's all this stuff about like emails dead and all that sort of stuff but it's just not true yeah. uh you know you could prove both ways right email is still incredible i mean look at just look at your results i know for us as well when we say emails we make money and so your your results of your webinar signups like is just incredible and so what does that mean from a practical sense? Like what, if, if you've got building a list, what are some things that you would recommend to be doing? Like maybe even just one or two things to be doing to help that engagement in your list. Yeah. So yeah, I can share a few things. Um, one is just always testing, like testing where your email's landing. So what does that look like? Give me an example. And for us, uh, there's tools you can use to test your emails. You can send like a draft email. There's a tool called mail-tester.org, I think. Is the, I'm sorry if I messed that up, but uh, that's one free. We'll put it in the show notes. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. That's uh, the first time I've said that, by the way. We'll put it in the show notes. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> awesome. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. We'll try and say that at least five more times today. It's <laughs> very important. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anyways, yeah, so that's one free tool you can use to test, to send your email out, and then it'll give you a report or an analysis of your email. So it'll check for spam related words in there, and it will also check the like structure and code behind your email to make sure all that stuff, the server it's sending from is a valid, good server all those wow. kinds of things. So it just it'll just give you a, a score. And is that a paid service? The that one's stuff? free. Dot, or, uh, dot yeah. org. So yeah. Yeah, it's a free service, 
and it'll just give you a score and, it, and then a breakdown. So if you are uh, not doing well in some areas, you can then go look at those things and make sure those are up to par. Yeah. Okay. So you, we've laid some great, philo- great philosophy and some foundation so far, but literally just that one tip just then, you're welcome for bringing John on. Uh, that one tip could literally make you a lot of money this year because it's gonna your engagement is gonna increase how much money you make, how many people are on your webinars, presentations, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Launches. So mail tester, love that. Mailtester.org dash mail dash tester yeah. dot org. I think it you we'll said. put it in the show so notes. Yeah, put it in the show notes. <laughs> uh, what's another what's another tip or practical thing that you do? Yeah, so a, a bigger one is uh, cleansing your list and making sure that you're removing people that aren't opening your emails. So that's, to me, the biggest thing you can do is cleanse your list uh, regularly. So how do you clean a list? What does that mean? It depends on the platform you're using, but ultimately you're just checking to see if people don't open your emails within a certain time period. Uh, for us, it's 30 days. And if they don't open within 30 days, then we move them to a different segment. So we have an engaged segment that's someone that's opened in the last 30 days. Any email they've opened in the last 30 days. Yeah. And then they stay in an engaged segment. If they don't, we move them to a different segment. And then if they just don't respond at all, we ultimately unsubscribe them. Right. So I love this because uh, I was actually... uh, because. Some of you people might know, but my wife runs a a business called Resilient Little Hearts. Essentially, it's a non-for-profit, teaches children how to experience courage and and have courage in their life. And uh, she she sends out emails, amazing emails every single week. Uh, And she just tested this just the other day. Uh, There's a there's a we use Kajabi, but there's a there's a specification in there where it's like has opened an email the last thirty days or so. Yeah, and it almost like it more than doubled the open rate wow. instantly. Yeah. Like, and, and the open rate um, was incredible. Like the levels that you were talking about at the start. Like, and so I was just so blown away by this. And then, and then you send it to the disengaged audience and then you can probably even send a, a second email to the people who haven't opened it, right? Right, yeah. So it is about, one to kind of go back on that point, once you figure out who those engaged people are, send to them first. Yes. So you, you send out an email blast to them first. And that way, again, Gmail is going to see that email coming in and a lot of people will be opening that email from that segment and Gmail see, sees this as a popular email. Mm. And to me that, that, and I don't know this for sure, but I believe that just kind of overrules every other rule of email marketing. Like in terms of using like spam words or too many symbols in the, the subject line or too many images like obviously don't do all that stuff but if if you're sending out an email that has a 50 60 percent open rate all that stuff doesn't really matter because they're going to deliver it anyways because mm. it's it's something people want to see so, so it's almost like you you build a reputation yeah. of your deliverability from your email address in gmail and in the different service providers your is the reputation being built from the platform that you're using or from your actual IP address that you're sending from? You you may not know that. I'm just curious. I don't I don't know for sure. Yeah. So I don't want to like mislead yeah, yeah. people. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. but it's a really good question. Um that would yeah, that'd be interesting. But um yeah. but really what I'm hearing is that that from your experience, uh and and I would say John, in terms of 
his list cleanliness is is just incredible. Like it's one of the cleanest lists that there is, right? Thank you. And so it really is. <laughs> and and I think that, you know, like when he shares like how many people are on his list, like it's a, it's a good number. Like you're like, oh, that's a good number, but it's not like mind blowing. But what is mind blowing is like when he sends an email, he gets thousands and thousands of responses. That is mind blowing because I have heard so much marketing math in, yeah. and marketing math is just basically big numbers that people spout and it doesn't mean anything. And that's what I love about John is that is that he, you know, he'll give you a number and you'll be like, oh, that's a, that's a good email list. And then if you ever, but if you watch how his email list engage with his email list, it's like as if the number is 10 times the size. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I could say that we've had over 300,000 people join our list and we have, but those aren't, they're not engaged. Mm. You know, that's the thing is like any email list we've all joined, we might not necessarily be interested in that topic forever and we might not unsubscribe either. Mm. So as the managers of these email marketing campaigns or platforms, we need to be the ones unsubscribing people that aren't interested. Like we need to take care of that kind of, you know, trim the hedges and or whatever, so to speak, in yeah. order to keep this thing clean. This is so interesting because I feel like when you start out in the expert industry, you you almost look at how many people are unsubscribing every email and you're like, oh no, you know, three people unsubscribed or yeah. like a hundred people unsubscribed or 10 people were like, and, and you're kind of devastated at the start. And, but what I've learned through maturity of being in this industry is that unsubscribes are, first of all, it's normal. Yep. It's all part of the journey. Uh, and second of all, that actually is a good thing because it's cleaning your list essentially so that you're getting more engaged audiences. So what what are your thoughts on unsubscribes and kind of that that sort of thing? Yeah, when you're first starting out, it is a tough pill to swallow for <laughs> totally. sure. You're like I've worked so hard for these opt-in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I understand that. And especially if you're running ads to it and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that, right? And you're spending money on these leads. But ultimately, um, now I just I look at it as a good thing because we want to talk to the people that are interested. And I know you do so much mm -hmm with selling on stage and engaging with your audience, right? You're so good with that. And you you don't wanna go talk to an audience of 50,000 people if no one there is interested in what you have to say, oh, right? so true. I mean, imagine if I went to Dodger Stadium on, on the night that the Dodgers are playing and I started talking about spreadsheets, like I came out <laughs> on the field, right? Like <laughs> Your engagement. Like people be throwing Sector's beers at me. gonna be pretty low. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, gonna be, you're gonna be injured basically. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be good. <laughs> so good. Um, so, so I look at it that way. Like yeah. we want to attract and ultimately when we do that, when we attract the people that are interested in us, that just builds the engagement and the community further. Yeah. So that's yeah. another way of thinking of Gmail as a social platform too. It's even though no one's socially interacting, they all kind of are in, in a way because if they're interested in what we have to say and we're doing a good job of that, we're going to like be rewarded for it in the inbox yeah love the rewards in the inbox yeah so <laughs> that's what it's in, all about nothing like an inbox reward <laughs> so cool so what we've talked about is the fact that uh email is a social creature is that that you need to think of it as an entire ecosystem that interacts with each other like i think it's almost like a brain network yes. right and it's just working and your email is actually impacting other people's emails 
and and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. second of all, we talked about this idea of of like list cleaning, which is you can unsubscribe people if they've hit a certain amount of days and they haven't opened emails, which is actually a good thing. And that unsubscribes is normal. It's all part of the journey. Uh, what else do we talk about? The uh, your I love your uh, little, testing. The testing, the mailtester.org. Yeah. Uh, and and even that whole engagement piece, I love that. Like yeah. this is one thing to test, guys. Is is to if you've got the ability within your server, is when you send out your emails. I know you can do this in, in Kajabi very easily, and you basically send it to a list of they've opened an email in the last thirty days or yep. whatever it is. Right, you yeah. send it, and then watch how that impacts the open rate, and then you send the second one to the disengaged list. And then watch how that impacts it as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You'll mm. see a huge difference between those numbers. And it's kind of like, I don't want to say obvious, but when you really think about it, it makes sense that people that are opening your emails are going to continue to do so. Yeah. And one last thing too on that point is, that I forgot to mention is you can automate this process with most platforms. Mm. Uh, we do that too. So we don't, I'm never like worried about having to cleanse the list necessarily. Mm. It's just an automation that's always going. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Love that. So, uh, John, mate, I want to thank you for our time together. Now, if people want to connect with you, how do they do that? Uh, well, I'm over at excelcampus.com. We have a yeah. YouTube channel as well. Uh, so that's a that's a place to find me. So if you go and check him out, you'll be one of the uh, seats in the Dodger Stadium watching him <laughs> for the day. <laughs> yeah, Love it, John. Sure. John, is a, he's an upstanding citizen. He's a man of mystery. And uh, he's a beast. I call him the beast. And so, uh, guys, I hope this has been helpful. If this has been really helpful, can you take a snapshot, share it in the stories, tag me, tag John. What's your Instagram handle, John? It's John underscore Acampora. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, we'll put in the show notes. I'll, I'll try and simplify that. <laughs> Acampora. <Sorry>. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah, but connect me with me there too or, or on Facebook directly if, if you want to reach out. Happy yeah. to help. Absolutely. He's doing some great stuff. And um, yeah, I just consider him a dear friend. So I'm so grateful to have him here. Uh, share it in your stories. Love to hear what was most helpful and uh, have a great rest of your week. Talk to you soon. Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, Make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step -step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.